Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Alicia Thayer. And today we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 9, Ye Who Enter Here, which originally premiered on December 2nd, 2014. And here's a quick synopsis of what happens in this episode. While Coulson's team uh, tries to find the entrance to the mysterious alien city, the rest of the agents try to rescue Reyna when they find out that Hydra is after her. Dun dun dun! Bum, bum. Yeah, uh, this is uh, mostly a setup episode, but it has some pretty interesting things in here. Both this episode and less, uh, I think the next episode are setup episodes. Like. Oh, I just—I really think was... I feel like the the next episode is definitely a conclusion and start something new. Uh, but but oh, we'll yeah. talk about I, that. I, next I get week. that. No, no, I I understand that one. That I can see that, but it's also the setup for the next portion of the season. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll talk about that next episode. But in this episode, episode, we start with <laughs> Sky's creepy dream. Right? Um, can I say? <laughs> Girl in flower dress. Oh wait, Sky. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh, I didn't she mean... transform into Rena. Is she wearing a flower dress in that? I wrote yeah. a bunch of like clues uh-huh. and stuff, possible clues. Yeah, she was wearing I, a flower dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was really so... weird seeing that. Yeah. Right. Like, that, I was, that was I, the first I, thing, was, like, I, the first too, thing I, I noticed. <laughs> I was like, um, what what's going on here? <laughs> I don't pay attention to clothes other than ah. Uh, the Leave it a Beaver style clothes that May and Coulson wears towards the end of the a dream. Well, I think it may have been, I, I'm not very familiar with flowers, but I think it may have been kind of foreshadowing to what happens later in the later in this episode or the next episode? Next episode. Next episode. Yeah. But no, this whole thing's foreshadowing. Uh, she starts running down corridors, Doctor Who style, which isn't really mm-hmm. foreshadowing. But, um, like, you see Coulson shows up, and he's got a newspaper in Chinese. Uh, she's got the music box singing, um, Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer true, which... Oh, I had no idea what that song was. <laughs> Same um, here, I completely missed that. That, don't they? Well, I know that, because I think the robot sings it in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, see, I fell asleep within, within the first song. five minutes of that movie, Never watched the rest of it. I had to watch it for film class. It's, I, I you know what, ten years on, I might enjoy it more, but it's or, not something I wasn't high when I watched it, so I didn't understand it. <laughs> that's why I fell asleep. Yeah, because you were high, or because you didn't understand it. Because I didn't understand it, and I was bored. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, a little, a few other things we get. Uh. Sky's fear that she's going to be abandoned by her adopted family because of her real father, what he does. Right. I love May and Coulson are the mother and father figure, by the way. And May is like little string of pearls. Like she's like the old 19, what, 50s standard mom sort of thing. That was amusing to me greatly. 
<laughs> and and yet she keeps her normal face too, like like right? dressed that way, but she's still no uh no no, no kind of emotion from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then it ends with uh looking like she's turning to stone, which is probably you know, something more, more you should be out. worried about when you're dealing with the diviner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um yeah, she wakes up and then we go to um Max Tiny Lola just driving down the hallway. Right. Oh my god, I was so excited <laughs> to see that by the way. I was like, oh, he made a tiny little Lola. <laughs> tiny little Lola. Um, other than Lola, obviously mini Lola, Lolette being there. Lolette, ooh. Um I'm surprised by how many people are actually walking through the hallways. We never see this many people. I mean, right? this, especially because d- did Mac just become an a-hole who decided I'm going to just do this at the busiest time during shift change? Or... Well, they're all prepping for the the big mission anyway. But they're all in the same hallway. We... I yeah, mean, like just, we next... don't see that ma- that many people in the same place unless there's a big briefing. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Well, even with that, in the next scene, they're doing a briefing for the whole mission and everything, right? And there's mm-hmm. like ten people. They're they're on the, the <laughs> ship. Well, they were all going down the hallway. <laughs> they're all canigs <laughs> yeah they might be yeah we get that in a little bit uh the only person who doesn't jump out of the way of the tiny car is uh fitz simmons. who is oh, it no, fitz, fitz or simmons yeah fitz. Simmons. no it's fitz yeah it's okay. fitz yeah fitz, because they talk about how he's he's afraid of seeing simmons by himself mm, that's right because he has the case for yeah, Which, and then, we never um, get any resolution on what's in that case. I I think it's the dwarves, isn't it? Is it? I have no idea. Because they're carrying the dwarves in the case later, so I've just figured she's he's bringing it to her for the mission. Um, yeah, we find out that unfortunately Tiny Lola doesn't fly, probably because Mac doesn't know that Lola flies. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, he probably doesn't know that. <laughs> How'd you get to fly? Um, and then also Max nervous about uh gets his nervous look look now that Bobby and Hunter are all lovey dovey, which he just knows is going to end up poorly. Right, I know that's <laughs> going to end up poorly. I am waiting for that blow up boom tornado. Yeah, and then uh we move on to uh the scene with the Simmons patching up trip, which also a f- a few more questions. Well, first of all. Um, why are they in like the lounge area of the bl- of the bus? They have a like a medical center on the bus. They're on the base. They could be in the medical center of the base. Why'd they have to do it right there? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, they were probably like looking for the supplies and they couldn't find them. Like, well, all right, let's just do it here. We might as well. And then they they just like find them. The, like you know the, the medical supply is just there mm-hmm. like that's it they were just on the chair for some reason maybe a baboon <laughs> took them and like put them there don't know why we've we've established <laughs> there were no baboons unfortunately mm-hmm. nor is there billy jinking but <laughs> um also another kind of just logic question uh simmons apparent maybe ambushed um trip you know there he's probably just lounging trying to hide right. 
<laughs> and um, he's wearing this t-shirt. Uh, I'm assuming he was wearing the t-shirt when she found him. He didn't just walk up shirtless with a shirt in his hand. But she tells him not be careful about putting the shirt on because it'll uh, rip his sutures. I think Simmons might just not want Trip to put the shirt on. Right? Just because. I was like, because uh, pretty sure that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. I think um, there was this little bit at the end of last season, right when Trip was introduced, like Fitz's jealousy of Trip. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if, even though they kind of dropped it, is it little more than just in Fitz's imagination? Does she just want him without the shirt on? Well, he's nice looking, <laughs> so it doesn't matter if she's like seriously interested. Guy, hot guy without shirt. Yeah, that's something fun to look at. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> Tri- Trip's a pretty man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We go to uh, the mission briefing, uh, which makes me think, okay, so the hologram comes up and they do like the zoo, the whole globe shows up and they have the, the alien map and stuff and Sky goes up to brief everyone on the mission. And um, she starts using the hologram, which makes me think, has Fitz or Simmons been teaching her how to use the hologram? Because we know it's not easy. She's a little more technology adept than Ward and Coulson. Right. But are there... <laughs> Are there other lessons that we've been seeing uh, in addition to um, May being her SO? Is she getting trained on other stuff by Simmons or Fitz? I would think so. That way she gets a well-rounded education in, in, that, in S.H.I.E.L.D. things since generally most of S.H.I.E.L.D. shut down now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she could also be trained by someone else too, right? Maybe not one of them too because they, they have a bunch of people. We saw everyone mm-hmm. Mac was trying to run over earlier in the episode. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah, you know, Maybe that. But they don't have names, so I don't think the main cast is allowed to talk to them. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, we get um into the briefing where Trip is wondering about the Bermuda you know, this in the the cause of the Bermuda Triangle things, which apparently they solved in the eighties. Right. So we're not I was gonna like, find dudes. that in <laughs> We're not gonna find that in um in Captain Marvel. Ugh. 10 I, years I, too I, late. I, I was like, I want to know. I want to know. Somebody we'll explain know. to me what's the Bermuda Triangle. Eventually. Really? Eventually we'll find out. Oh, no, well, no. I mean, I'm sure like in the whole MCU, eventually someone will say what the Bermuda Triangle is. Oh. <laughs> um, maybe Atlantis, like he says. Uh, which Namor's there, so who knows. But we also, uh, we find out that because of a bunch of technobabble, they were uh, able to find the city in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And their plan is to blow up the city, in, or the city under San Juan, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Not actually San Juan. <laughs> then we cut to Reyna being followed by Agent, I mean, uh, Agent 33. Who right? we thought was Agent May. I was like, briefly. Oh, oh no, I, I totally was a little surprised by that, by the way, because I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's oh, oh oh she still has her face. Oh <laughs> she No she doesn't. She has half of someone else's face. Right. She doesn't have her face. <laughs> but she also still has the voice too. That stuck around. Kind of robotic, as yeah. uh mm-hmm. one of the Canics says later. Mm-hmm. The first thing that struck me, uh actually no pun intended, 
was her face looks like Malekith's face right after being struck by lightning in oh. Thor the Dark World. Yeah, that's the true. The scar is almost exactly the same. Although, hmm. just by virtue of not being Malekith, she's like a ten times better villain. So, <laughs> she's got that going for her. Mm-hmm. Like, even with May's, you know, face, she still has more personality than Malekith. Oh, yeah. Well, she has like two personalities. She's been brainwashed and she has more personality than Malekith. Right. <laughs> and it's sad because I like that actor. Oh, yeah. Um, Tom Eccleston Chris, was hugely is wasted. Is it Tom Eccleston? Or Chris, Chris? Chris. It's Chris Eccleston. It's like, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Chris. <laughs> that guy. The, I don't know. He. I don't. Um, I forgot half his name because he was just so boring in that movie. I used to be. But he's the ninth doctor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was in 13 episodes. Eh, he's all right. <laughs> I no, liked I like him. him. Well, um, she runs from not Malekith, not May, whoever she is, mm-hmm. May, uh, um, and runs past a Koenig straight towards another Koenig. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, Koenig. I was like, well, that explains where he went. And then I was like, wait, the- no, no, I knew there was another one because my husband spoiled that for me, but in the same location? What is going on? <laughs> there are too many. Um, yeah, <laughs> runs straight towards them into his cool invisibility umbrella. Right? Holy crap, yep. the invisible, <laughs> invisible umbrella thing. That was, that was fantastic. I was like, where can I get one of these, please? Join <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. or yes. Hydra. <laughs> so I, I kind of have a problem with that. I mean, it's, first off, it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, when they show it and, you know, he turns it on, he activates it and everything, and it's it's it looks exactly like the the same effect that they have you know when they're then um you know when the planes are you know in hidden mode or or whatever it's called camouflage yeah. there you go uh-huh. <laughs> hidden mode yeah which is effectively like if you were actually looking for it like you wouldn't really see it but it's at least kind of hidden right mm-hmm. like actual camouflage in the jungle or something like that but then then they they show the you know the hydra agents and they look and it's it's like there's actually nothing there so that's a better version i guess than what the planes get and everything else i my theory is it's up against a saw a background that's not moving so there's less i guess imperfections in the hologram compared to a plane where when it's flying across the blue sky, not a big deal, but when it's going in front of buildings and landing and everything, you could tell because it's got the angles and everything moving compared to everything else. Hmm. Okay, I'll buy it. That okay. works for me. Hmm. Otherwise, it's just an invisibility cloak, which is the wrong universe. Right. <laughs> well, it's an invisibility umbrella. It's true. It's completely different. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's what Mary Poppins used to use when she was a, um, you know, when she was a double O. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she's British, so she must have been in M six seven. I don't know which M James Bond's in. <laughs> M I M I five. M I something. I, I yeah. wanted to say it earlier, but I I couldn't remember either. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Well, I think they're on the fifth one. I don't know. Sixth <laughs> one. I don't. I I don't know. Anyway, back to this, which we know something about. <laughs> um, because of uh, the tracker that the Koenigs were able to find them, and the Koenigs 
other than having two of them and having lanyards, apparently have no other skills. They need someone else to get them out of the problem. Right. Which, so they, they call the main group to get an extraction. So we find out that May and Sky are going to Reyna and not the, directly to the city. And it's mostly mostly just to protect Sky from going into the city. Because um, Coulson has no objectivity and needs to protect his daughter. Mm-hmm. Protect the daughter! <laughs> and then uh, we go to Bobby and Simmons. Uh, just talking about boy problems, mm-hmm. mostly. He's finding out that Simmons is just as uncomfortable going talking to Fitz as Fitz is talking to Simmons. Um, yeah, we get a little bit of detail saying that uh, Fitz is in the coma, was in the coma for nine days, and came back like completely unable to speak. So considering that, he's really come a long way from where he's been. Seriously, though, like that's like goodness gracious, wow. Yeah. yeah, plus at one point he lost function in one of his hands, I guess, that we never found Bri- out until way later. And now he can Bri- use them both. Yeah, briefly because of plot reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, it's not just uh, not just the voice. It's, uh, you know, probably other mechanical functions too. Yeah, Random limbs just stop working at random times. <laughs> We're lucky later when they've got a run or something that his like left leg doesn't just stop working for a little while. No. Um, we also uh Simmons says that she just wants her best friend back, which Bobby seems like surprised that she wanted a best friend, which is really sad for Bobby because she would never consider, I guess, a partner or a lover a friend or right. at least a best friend. <laughs> which, I mean, when they're not lovers, we see Lance is not her friend. <laughs> no. Yeah, Bobby gives uh, Simmons some advice that I don't trust because Bobby doesn't seem like the relationship expert. Right. But uh, neither is Simmons. I mean, just because Simmons hasn't had a relationship, really. Probably. Yeah, neither, neither one should be giving out relationship advice. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we go quickly to uh, Mac and Bobby. And where we get a little bit more mystery. Because uh, Mac is asking is uh, asking her about her relationship with Hunter. It's like, are you going to bring him in? It's like, to the other thing? And she's like, no, he's not part of it. Like, what do you think, Alicia, the other thing could be? I have no idea. I assume it's some sort of infiltration thing, blah, blah, blah. But I don't so know. So what, you think Mac and Bobby are evil? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I can't tell you what happened, so I'll just leave it there. <laughs> um we go on to uh Reyna and the Koenig's extraction. Yes. Um you have May hitting somebody with a truck or a van? Yeah, yeah, the, like the like they're made out of rubber. Right? <laughs> I mean, those guys dude fly ridiculously like, far. Dude went flying. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole thing is kind of bugging me where Hunter takes it starts off with Hunter taking out a guy in broad daylight right mm-hmm. and no one notices he takes out a guy no one on the street cares so he brings attention to the guy right I'm like that that's a bad plan 
And then May takes out to steal the van. May takes out the two the guys with icers and just leaves the body outside. Why are they taking no prisoners? These guys are just going back to Hydra afterwards. It would make sense to kill them, but guess not. Kill them, take them for information, take them and see if they're brainwashed and possibly de-brainwash them. All that stuff is better options than just leaving them on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, I, uh, let's see, if I remember correctly, you know, Koenig, one of them, said how many Hydra agents there were, right? He said, what is it, three two-man teams or something to that effect? Mm -hmm. So so they knew exactly how many people to, to set, and they send a total of, what was it, three people or four people? Yeah, um, three, right? Mm -hmm. It's just May, Hunter, and Sky. And yeah. both Koenigs. Like, if they sent more people, I feel like the strategy would have been exactly what you said, of, you know, take prisoners or something to that effect. Instead, because they sent less people, the strategy was take them out and just get away with Reyna? Is, is, like, that's that's what I'm going with there. Yeah, but, I mean, how many people, like, five people go on the mission to San Juan, three people go here, and we have at least 12 dozen people in the hallway with the car. So I don't understand what these other people are doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. We also get a cool fight between uh Sky and Agent Thirty Three. Uh, that looked like Sky was holding her own for a while, which is a little ridiculous because Agent Thirty Three is a fully trained person. Sky's been doing this for like mm. a year. Yeah, so and glad... earlier in the season, we saw we saw Agent Thirty Three could could hold her own against May too, right? Like she yeah. barely lost that fight. Mhm. Um so I'm actually glad that she knows how to wall flip cuz that's the only thing that helped her win was the wall flip. Nice. <laughs> but it was a, it was a good uh fight. Um and she almost was she going to kill Sky until Hunter just flies out of nowhere like he tends to do? Yep, probably. Yeah. Oh no. Well, yeah, she was working directly for Whitehall. If she was with um Dr. Sky's dad or um or Ward, she'd probably try to take prisoners. But yeah, hundreds this... there, um mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh, no, I was just say yeah, that's true. We find out I I if I remember, it's at the end of this episode we find out she's like super loyal to Whitehall basically. I mean, it probably has something to do with the brainwashing, but pretty much, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. She has her whole purpose in life is uh to do whatever Whitehall says. So hopefully nothing happens to him because then she'll be screwed. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So Hunter's briefly freaked out about her May mask, and then again, a really important, highly trained agent. They have two people there who could definitely carry her out. They just leave her there right. unconscious. Mm -hmm. That made no sense to me either. Yeah. I was like, um, but, but, eh. <laughs> Do they know she's brainwashed? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, because they're, <sighs> what was, it? it was either Scott, I think it was, um, Simmons when she was infiltrating knows about the brainwashing and then of course uh bobby knows about the brainwashing with her so um 
I mean, they, they know the brainwashing happens, but are, do they specifically know Agent 33 has been brainwashed or not I feel like, like just convinced? Do. Okay. I so if, like... if they know that, then, yeah. then why did they just leave her? Like, they could have actually saved her and yeah. deprogrammed her, basically. But no, it's, it's like even worse. They just left mm-hmm. her there to still work yeah. for Hydra. Yeah, I mean, we have no idea if the Koenigs have any, um, like, combat skills, but assuming they don't... They could have carried her, like the Sky and Hunter carries her to where the Koenigs are, and then the Koenigs carry her to the van. There's, it's not a hard problem solving right there. True. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, we go to the mission in San Juan, um, where Colson is very disappointed that he's not a hat guy. Right. Which you know. I was like, um. Colson, come on. I mean, it's a big deal. If you're a balding man, like he's got this receding hairline, he should, he needs to be thinking about stuff like that. Is he going to be hat guy? Who knows? Um, these are yeah. important things. Yeah, exactly. As a man who is also losing his hair and will be bald, um, I can tell you that yes, I would like to be a hat man. Yeah, yeah. Not ha- have you tried the sombrero? <laughs> I mean, I everybody mean, goes to to fedoras and fezes, but there's a whole variety of hats. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the bigger the hat, the the easier I can hide, right? That's the Marvel uh, disguise. Wasn't that what we were talking about a while ago? So I can't no. wear a sombrero. Yeah, yeah, it'll we be were, huge. Uh... No one will ever find me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, <clears throat> if Bucky really wanted to hide in Civil War, he would have been wearing one of those like big fuzzy Russian hats. So <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Not even gonna lie. But um, just like oh my god, that image is now stuck in my head. <laughs> well, he probably you know what he did work for Soviet Russia for a long time. There was probably a time when he's on a mission and he had to wear a big fuzzy Russian hat. So let's hope we get that in the Black Widow movie. But just like us, uh, just like us, Bobby is concerned about like Colson's flippancy, like how jokey he is about this when, you know, they could be going on world ending mission. Mm-hmm. And um, Colson's response reminds me of, well, he's doing it for the, the people, like his idol, Captain America. He's like, he's there for all these people who are just living their lives. But his response reminds me kind of like uh, Men in Black when uh will smith is freaking out that the whole world's going to end and there's an invasion and then um uh agent k goes um you know colson's dad actually goes uh, um <laughs> there's always some world ending thing we just have to make sure we save the people so they don't have to know about it so mm-hmm. yeah i mean he's so he's learning from his father and from um captain america fair enough <laughs> Um, then we find out, uh, she asks him about accessible, uh, acceptable losses. Like how many people are they willing to lose for this mission to, to succeed? And from a moral standpoint, well, he says zero. And from a moral standpoint, oh, great. You're not willing to sacrifice any of your team, but from a logistical standpoint, that's stupid, not being willing to sacrifice anyone to potentially save the world. In my opinion. What do you guys think on that? Yeah. I don't know. I think a certain form of acceptable loss. I mean, you could try to avoid it, but at some point you're going to have to take the acceptable losses. And 
that's with a bunch of things. I think it's a thing that happens and it's just something we have to accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's one of those, you know, it, it definitely sounds great to say zero and I'm sure, you know, every time, you know, there's a possibility of, of someone dying on anything like, you know, no one wants to lose anyone, but, uh, um, it, you know, this is also kind of a reminder of, you know, when the series started and we, we found out, you know, early season one, uh, Coulson's very different than he used to be. Like he probably used to like do that with numbers, right? Cause, uh, we, uh, there was that one episode where, you know, they basically said he was one of the people who used to set those those types of missions, and they would always have a number of acceptable losses and things. And so, mm-hmm. like he's he's already used to losing people, and so you know, part of him dying and coming back and now being a very different person, it seems. Um, you know, he's he's uh, probably trying to do things differently. You know, like mm-hmm. like let's let's see how far we can go if we don't lose anyone. Like let's. Let's just not have that number. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if we'll see that more of that Coulson who's going to have acceptable losses in uh, Captain Marvel when we see him back in the 90s. Mm, good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of um, hope so, but other otherwise it's just kind of a, a bad... A bad uh, um, continuity here yeah but as we see the more we get the deeper into the mcu we get continuity between the tv shows and the movies don't always line up mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah yeah that's true mm. yeah um so we switch back to the i believe the zephyr the zephyr is a smaller plane and the bus is a larger plane mm-hmm. so i think were to Mac and Fitz and Simmons on the Zephyr, and Mac's like, I need to go check the landing gear because I don't like awkward silences. Right, I'm with him. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, he's like, this is. I mean, I know it's it. I would like to think it's unrealistic that two adults would act this way, but people are stupid in real life too about their emotions. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's not just being so so awkward. E. Um, yeah, but, uh, Simmons is going to talk to Fitz, but Fitz cuts her off, or tries to, but he can't think of the words, but he's going to, um, pretty much, I'm going to live in my van. He's going to go live in the bus away from the science division with Mac. (laughs) It's kind of sad. He says he can work for Simmons, but not with Simmons. Right. And... I, I mean, so this is Simmons being too nice again. She should have shut... Fits up right. and told Shut her story said, too. No, that's not what I want. <laughs> yeah, but of course she's too nice. Mm-hmm. And then we go to um. Raina finds out that um Whitehall has the obelisk and they need her, and she changes her mind about going with um with Coulson with and Shield yeah, Shield. <laughs> and that's where we get the part where she's running towards him screaming and we get the uh rubber um hydra agents who just bounce right off that van. <laughs> and and again, who was it? Was it Hunter that was driving the car? No, it was, no, it was May. May. So it's again. Oh, that was May. Okay. Either yeah, way, May. it's it's Shield doing this in broad daylight again and no right. one caring. No one gives nope. a shit. 
<laughs> Maybe they all, right after that we don't see it, but they all run together and they hug under an umbrella, and no one sees them. <laughs> it just leaves them alone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, we get onto the bus because there's more people now. So they that's why they have the bus because they're saving people instead of just having like four. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Koenig has his justification to trip that. Uh, they left Agent Thirty Three because Hydra was closing in. But they were. I mean, we know like they eliminated four people, so it's just two guys. <laughs> I think that was just like I need to save face. Why we left her like cowards? Right, and then the he asked how many of them are there, and they're like thirteen, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? There are 13, like, I assume it was a joke. There aren't actually 13 of them, but holy crap. No, I mean, originally there was 12, but now there's 11 because, you know, Ward killed one of them. <laughs> that's that's just sad. Why do why you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, then we go to uh, Reyna and Sky on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, like Raina tries to be sweet, telling her about yes, you met your father. D- uh, like, did you know he delivered you? He's like, oh, that's sweet. He also killed a whole bunch of people. But right. Whatever. It's like that's nice, <laughs> but he killed a shit ton of people. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, which actually, so this is one of those things where, uh, you know, a, a lot of TV shows, you know, the the character would be like, oh no, but he's still my dad. I should still try and meet him. Like, no. At this point, Sky is actually like being smart about this oh no he's he's a full-on murderer uh mm-hmm. maybe i shouldn't have anything to do with him i think i think it's better if, if we just stay away yeah so that, i mean that makes me happy yeah she says that he's misunderstood and this makes me think of my argument against loki he's like cool motive still murder he's like mm-hmm. yeah you took yes terrible things happened to him but he still murdered a crap load of people <laughs> And then uh, we get a little bit of Raina's backstory about Sky's dad, Doctor Sky's dad, taking uh, her and like the freaks she was with in, which makes me wonder why they're freaks. I mean, she doesn't seem she's weird, right? Raina, but she's not like yeah, a freak. Like she doesn't have some sort of super <laughs> as far as we can tell. At least not yet. Mm-hmm. No, but she finds uh, she talks about her grandmother comes from a line who has. <clears throat> who knows about the Blue Angels, who she confirms are the Kree and not Jotuns. Yeah, I don't really know who the Kree are. The Kree are um Ronan, the accuser, and... Okay, is it the... okay, that makes more sense of why they're blue. Yeah. Yeah, so um, this is the first mention in the MCU of the Kree existing, um, which, you know, become very big when this came out. It's still eight months or nine months until um garden of the galaxy uh n- no we we already reviewed that like that was the summer oh, before what this. the hell am i thinking oh yep. <laughs> it came out in 2014 not 2015 uh ignore ah. me <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait no i i remember talking about that movie i was excited <laughs> we did talk about that movie for like three right? episodes <laughs> what the hell am i talking about okay never mind <laughs> Well, okay, retroactively, the GH-235 thing was the first time we saw a Kree before Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and yeah, we find out that Reina's mother was a believer, or grandmother was a believer, much like Cal is, and other potentially crazy, potentially just evil people. We'll see. Well, yeah, all believers are. Oh, <laughs> yes, Justin <laughs> Believer. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to split up the rest. I'm going to, let's take the stuff that happens on the bus and then we'll go to the tunnel. So, um, Hydra surrounds the bus and pretty much, um, Whitehall has a creepy voice saying, we'll blow you out of the sky if you don't hand over Reyna. Because that's cliche. Oh yeah. But I mean. It works as a good motivator. It's cliche for a reason. <laughs> oh, I know. It's also <laughs> a good strategy. <laughs> it's it's effective. Yeah. And then um, we have them, one of the little Quinjets land on there, and down from the roof is Ward, who we haven't seen this whole episode. And Ward not only takes Reyna, but he takes Sky. Right. Was not surprised. In a, yeah, in a move shocking no one except for the people who are actually living the um episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then we um they leave and somehow Agent Thirty Three knows that because we get to the post credit scene and Agent Thirty Three knows that Ward took Sky, but Whitehall doesn't. So I don't know where she's getting her information from. Mm-hmm. But uh, Whitehall gives the order to shoot down the bus. And like, no, not the bus. Right. And then we're going to assume they're dead forever. Mm. I don't know. I'm. We'll, we'll we'll find out next episode. But for now, I'm going to assume while well, they're dead, there's no way they could ever escape this. It's agent me. Yeah, this is true. She could just kick the missiles out of the sky. Never mind. Take it back. <laughs> that would not surprise me actually. But um, a majority of the end of the episode is uh the haunted guard tower. Uh, La Guardita del oh. Diablo, the Devil Century, which we find out people thought was haunted. Is that an actual thing? I uh, no, not the well, not by that name, not uh, La Guardita del Diablo. Mm-hmm. There may be a haunted um Century Tower, but I couldn't find it online. You know, looking for thirty seconds. Um. Yeah, but uh, in the background, we see that Mac is afraid, or Mac is using the shield lightsaber to cut through the ground. <laughs> and so how, um, okay. how thick was that? Because like, like when he cuts through it, it looks like he was cutting really far deep. And like eventually this, this piece of whatever it was fell. But like where the camera was, that, that was like, I don't know, 10 feet thick or something of stone. Mm-hmm. That that I thought was just crazy, but okay. Yeah, we can't. We don't get a really good view of the side to give us that. Like it just goes into darkness, mm-hmm. and we can't really tell, which is a real problem for using that lightsaber thing in general. I mean, when Nick Fury cuts through the street, which is probably thick, um, mm-hmm. he could be cutting power lines, sewage, everything, <clears throat> causing a lot more damage than he intended to to escape. Accurate. Mm-hmm. 
Also, why, that would be a great offensive weapon, which we know Hydra probably has that. Why don't we see them using, you know, lasers to shoot at people? <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's just like in um, uh, like in The Last Jedi when... Um, oh, who was it? Was it Ray or was it... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, emo kid. Kylo? That, uh, yeah, Kylo that, that like used the lightsaber. He just turned it on to kill the guy. Yeah. I actually completely oh, forgot that. Was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they both did okay. I mean, yeah, same same concept, right? Like, like no one's gonna think until they see you actually use that. Like, oh, what's this thing? Oh, it's probably a knife. So watch out. Oh, nope, nope. It's this laser thing that shoots twenty feet. Cool, <laughs> twenty <laughs> feet as far as we know. You could probably turn it on high and you know, <laughs> hundred feet, two hundred feet. Who knows? Fitz made it. It probably has no limits. He forgot to put a limiter on it. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, they open this deep, deep, dark tunnel, and you know, like actually, intelligent scientists, they send drones in instead of actual people first. And after probably like twenty, thirty feet, they lose the drones completely. They just go out, and they're afraid that all technology might go out. Kind of like an EMP force field, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then um, we find out that Mac is, uh, as well as being afraid of ghosts, he's also afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's the one they send in first. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did he have a weapon on him, now that I think about it? Like, did he have a, a shotgun or pistol or, like, anything? I don't I think he had a gun. think so. Okay, like Hopefully I would assume not... he had a pistol, but I just like I I don't remember seeing anything. So, you know, just kind of adding to the stuff you said there, Tony. Like, oh, they they just sent him down there by himself in this completely unknown area, and mm-hmm. yeah, and they were surprised with what came out. I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, literally anything could happen. I did not expect what would happen next, or he did not expect what would happen next, but literally anything could happen. Um, he falls and turns something on, right? Um, because it's not, it's all those symbols that actually, I don't know if it, mind controls him. And he's, uh, he's acting like he's like in the most intense pain ever, like overacting almost. So, um, they bring Mac up because he's screaming and you know, he might be contagious or he might just be dying. We don't know. But the best thing is to take him back up. <laughs> and uh, he continues screaming for a little while. And then his eyes turn red. And he says, run. And they don't. So he gets mad at them for not following his directions. And starts <laughs> beating them up. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the Kree the are, are definitely big on following directions, I guess. So, you know, that's that's exactly what happened. If they had ran, he would have been cool. He would have just kind of hung out there. He probably would have just gone back with them maybe he would have followed them like running with them and like yeah like good job good good running guys good he's uh, the kree were very into fitness that's what it is <laughs> yeah 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 but instead they don't run and uh they end up trying to fight mac who is like throwing them around like they're rag dolls which makes me think is that super strength or is mac just that strong uh he's a big guy i don't know yeah he's a huge guy mm-hmm <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to assume that there's some added strength because of how easy it was for him to start throwing people and, like, how far he threw them. Mm-hmm. Like, probably 
not a ton of super strength. Like, probably not, like, you know, he didn't Hulk out or anything. No. But, yeah. <laughs> that would have been more interesting. But, no, this was uh, good. Icers don't affect him. Uh, Bobby doesn't affect him much. I mean, barehanded. And we know she can pack a punch, literally. And uh, Simmons almost goes down the tunnel, <laughs> which would have been, you know, probably not good. <laughs> yeah, but Max finally does go down and then falls right back down the tunnel after an electrocution. And um, this part ends with um, Coulson pretty much telling them to seal the tunnel uh, with, quote, with Mac inside. Or not Mac inside, however you want to think about it. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then we're set up for the last episode uh, before the uh, mid-season finale. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Are, are we good? Is that it? I think we, uh, we've talked about this episode so. pretty well. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, feel free to listen to us next week um, when we finish up the mid-season finale, episode 10, titled What They Become. What do they become? And as always, please remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, assuming you like this. Otherwise, run. There's a <laughs> tunnel we can put you down in with Mac. Well, that was mean. All right. <laughs> I don't get any nicer. <laughs> All right. This was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 9. Ye who enter here. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy, all for the love of you. It won't be a stylish marriage, I can't afford a carriage.